Being perfect is about being able to look your friends in the eye and know that you didn't let them down because you told them the truth. And that truth is, is that you did everything that you could. There wasn't one more thing that you could have done. Can you live in that moment as best you can with clear eyes and love in your heart? With joy in your heart? If you can do that, gentlemen, then you're perfect. Welcome to episode 57 of Tell Me Where to Turn, the official podcast where you just tell us about your fantasy team, because that's what we want to hear about. We just want to hear your, how, how your draft went. We want to hear all brackets, about it. Folks. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to cover it all today, every bit of it. We wasted all the good content on the first four times Tommy said the podcast was starting. Yeah, I know. Yeah. There's a few, a few hang-ups, but I guess we can go ahead and introduce ourselves. I... Uh, Kind of the founding partner of this podcast, I'd say. The reason that it uh, gets on the air every week. We'll every get back, week? We'll get back to that. Every week? Oh, we'll get back to that in just a second. You can find me on Twitter at Tommy2 underscore zero. You can find me, as always, at Glenn3 underscore 11. And you can find me at Point Break underscore Dave. And where would we find the show's Twitter? At where to turn pod. Mm, yes, yes, yes. And if you uh, has there been much activity from that account? Uh, yeah, Glenn. Glenn keeps it kind of fresh. Maybe not over the last thirteen and a half days. <laughs> been dormant yeah, a little bit. I've gone down this joke series before, but every time I open up that account and I start seeing what the people that Glenn follows in that account tweet, it just makes me not want to be in that area anymore. You can't be around anybody that just doesn't tell you what you want to hear. That's right. I need to I need to have that permanent sounding board at all times. <laughs> but going back to where I started, this is loosely a weekly show. Okay. So do we need to do like a secret ballot of blame shifting for why we didn't have an episode last week? I can step firmly away from the table because... I gave advance, advance notice that I would be unavailable. Right, but I extended, I know at least one other day, extended the olive branch and got nothing. Well, the guy across the table couldn't do it because he had to go study Philippians. I did. I did. That's important to do, though. What team is he on? Uh, <laughs> I think he plays cornerback for the Jets now. Okay. <laughs> Uh, was there another night, a separate night? Well, I, I believe I extended the uh, offer for several nights. I just, I feel like that I was taking unnecessary blame for things falling apart last week. Well, you are the founder and whatever title you just gave yourself when you introduced the show. CEO would be fine. Well. But I believe Glenn's panic thing was, hey, I'm not going to be there. Why don't you two guys just record a show? It's called delegation. That's what, what, that's what middle managers that do. There, there's not very many people 
In fact, I might say that there's no people that would want to listen to that. Send us your tweets. Would you want to hear an episode with Tommy and Dave? What if we did it, but we only talked about um, wrestling? I think that'd be a great I episode. I think that would be fine. <laughs> Didn't we already do one of those? No, that was the power team. No, no. What other idea did we steal First from somebody of all, else? Dave, Dave and I doing a wrestling show, that might be your Wally Pip moment. <laughs> We might we might do that, and the next thing next thing you know, it's a two man podcast. And <laughs> it's just a wrestling that, podcast, right? That Glenn Twitter account that was dormant for thirteen and a half days may just be dormant into perpetuity. <laughs> Could happen. It's hanging from the rafters with Jeff Floyd and Ch- Chad McCann. <laughs> R.I.P. Jeff Floyd. No. No. Rot in hell, Jeff Floyd. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so I think we reached the conclusion. Somewhat Tommy's fault, mostly Dave's fault. Yeah. Where were you? Where were you last? Well, year? and and a guy that um, apparently can't do anything. Any has such a busy social calendar. I'm pretty much here every night. I, I don't have much going on. <laughs> Man, that's what a sad state of affairs. I mean, where where yeah. was Point Break Dave last Thursday? Just not here. Not here on Thursday. I don't think I had anything going on. Probably just taking some antibiotics or something. Then you couldn't come over here? Maybe this is an offline discussion. No, he just had a low interest level in doing a show with me, and I don't blame him. I'd be the same way. I was entertaining employees at a high corporate level. Can I make a confession? I very often just forget about this podcast (laughs) entirely. I forget it exists. And then I yeah. get a text like, hey, we're recording tonight. I'm like, oh, yeah. We still well, do that, that's huh? That's good to know. So how was that corporate outing? It was pretty fun. Anybody get uh, overserved? Anyone drowned in the lazy river? We didn't do the lazy river thing. Boo. We, we reserved the right-filled bullpen deck, as it's called, which is kind of a covered... You said field weird. I did. Yeah. I really working on my enunciations these days. Um, a nice catered barbecue meal. Catered from where? I don't know. Barbecues are us. Okay. It was okay, but Never you know, it's all there. You don't have to go to the concession stand. And from we got in the door at six until about eight thirty, eight forty-five. As many soft drinks, beer, or wine as you wanted. Interesting. Yeah. So of those three, which did you say you took the most advantage of? I went bud heavy. Bud heavy? All night long. Good and choice. This was so... There was no rule as to, uh, hey, you can just get like one or two at a time. Because as they were starting to clean up, I just walked, just moseyed over there <laughs> as we are like in the bottom of the sixth and said, how many Budweiser's do you have in there? Like, oh, there's three left. I was like, oh yeah, I'll just take all three. <laughs> Wow. This, I've been to a, a corporate event there, and they just give them to you in like a little paper it was in, cup. It was in the can. So they were giving you the full can. Oh, yeah. Then. Okay, wow. So it was fun. So you packed on some calories. I yeah, you, it was a good time. It you got all your anything. workouts in this week. So yeah. that was Thursday. That was Thursday. They call you into HR on Friday or Monday to talk about your behavior. I run this show. <laughs> I, I am HR. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa goodness no i i act no no worse than i ever have on this podcast that's is the that act, the way you act on this podcast is not corporate like to friendly direct oh is that discouraging 
That he almost dropped I, that. I'm now he's gonna take it to the sure house. Pretty sure they blew the whistle there. What what tipped it away? Because he uh, stopped running. Yeah, that he's running half speed. So we're uh, back to the part of the year where live sports update part of the year. Nobody's paying attention to what we're doing because of the football. Luckily, we're only a few minutes from halftime. So it is unfortunate we did not record last week, but let's let's make up for it with a extra good podcast this week. Okay, let's start the podcast now. <laughs> Dave remembers that we're doing it. I'm ready. Speaking of work, I printed something off. I th- I thought this was funny. You guys may think it's dumb, but try us so in my role i do have responsibility and one of the responsibilities i have is approving invoices generic yeah now i do have a low approval limit so like if somebody really sends like a serious invoice i, I just got to pass it on up the chain I, I i don't have like unlimited carte blanche to approve invoices. Are these like expense reports no no these are like uh you know you hire a vendor to do something they okay. do it they send you a bill i pay it so a lot of times the vendors just submit um, the invoices by email. Well, the way that it works at our company is there's a um, just generic inbox that collects all the invoices. And it's technically manned by a few people because they ha- have to go in there and pull the invoices out, but they don't do any kind of communication with it. So they, there's no reason that you need to be... Um, overly conversational with this inbox. It's like literally the email address is invoices at our company.com. So most of the invoices that go through there, people just, just send them. Right. Well, I, I noticed this one guy and he kind of works for a smaller company was always trying to make awkward small talk when he would submit his invoice. I don't know if it was because they were worried you weren't going to pay it. Or what? But he's making awkward small talk to and the generic image. Yeah, so that's who he's sending it to. Right, he's and not then he like, copies me on it, which I don't know why. I mean, I'll, I'll eventually approve it, but but copying me doesn't do him any good. You ever met this guy before? No, I have not. Okay. I mean, I know the company he works with, we do business with him, but I, he's their accounting guy or whatever. So okay. I just printed off, I want to ask my friend Glenn to do some reading here. Uh, now, reading. Do you know Do you know what those black lines mean? Do you know what that word, word for that is? Don't read them? No. Redacted? It's called redacted. Oh. That's right. Dave knows. He's been on trial before. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple times. Yeah. He's had, to, he's had to give testimony before. So okay. so I'm looking at the uh, so, said email yeah, from so, man. So, yeah. So, so what, why don't you just give us a flavor? I, I just printed a few out here. Give us a flavor of what generic small talk invoice guys are throwing down. And the email is sent essentially to a, an email address that says invoices. Correct. So this is not a person. <laughs> Correct. And this is regarding invoice 803. Okay. Sounds exciting so far. Good afternoon. Hope everyone had a nice Memorial Day. Memorial Day, sorry. A short week is a double-edged sword. That much closer to the next weekend, but one day less to get everything done. (laughs) Attached, you'll find the most recent invoice for... You know, yeah, some you know, sort of docking yeah, procedure. Yeah, you're pretty much only focusing on on his setup. I, we're not, not so worried about what he says after that. I think this I, guy is a genius because he's totally right. <laughs> One day less. Yeah, it can go both ways. That's do, true. Do we kind of hate people that overrate you know what I, the weekend. What I like to call that is a catch twenty two, <laughs> or a double edged sword. <laughs> Either way, I bet this guy's into double edged swords. <laughs> yeah. He's, well, I'll leave it a little bit. I mean, don't we kind of hate people that overrate the weekend like that, though? 
do you guys have that at your work? You know, people get in the elevator. Well, and like, oh, is it Friday yet? And yeah. I'm like, no. Or on Monday, it's, uh, it's like, boy, this this weekend just flew by. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, dude, you know, all the all the days really are not more generic thing. The you weekend say. is being at home with your kids. And I was family. gonna say like, work is better. I'm like, dude. Welcome to my hell. Every day is the same. <laughs> Every day gets worse than the one before. All right. Well, uh, email two. Yeah, give, yeah, give, yeah, yeah keep let's, going. Let's, let's, let's hear what he's up his game. This is on invoice 843. Okay. Uh-oh. Good afternoon. He doesn't do anything. This guy doesn't work in the morning? No, man. Probably a lot of <coughs> Frisco ballpark trips. Uh, the week is now half over. Last week's three days were nice. Just two more days until the weekend. Yeah, he's a math expert. <laughs> I'm confused. Like that, everything he's way he said, too into what day it is and how yeah. many days are left. And then, uh, okay, here's an invoice. Somebody redacted mentioned that somebody else has just returned from maternity leave. I bet y'all are happy that she's back. <laughs> are you happy that she's back? Of course I'm happy. I mean, why wouldn't I be? She's lactating everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here's another one. Good afternoon, everyone. Okay. So you went to everyone this time. Hard. This is, this is one of my pet peeves. Hard to believe it is already the middle of August. (laughs) It really is. Because obviously time this year, they actually sped up the seconds this year. It's hard to believe. This year's really flying by. My kids all... Sham, sham marriage. Beard, beard, beard. <laughs> My kids all go back to school in less than a week. Next thing you know, it'll be football season. <laughs> this sentence is the most unnecessary thing I've ever read. I wonder if the Cowboys have a blog. <laughs> they probably do. <laughs> oh, no. What a great segue. Speaking of blogs, attached you'll find the latest invoice for the yeah. name of a blog. Let me know if there are any questions. <laughs> Could you get more generic than that? that? He really did bring it home, though. Like, in two sentences, he got... Wow. He's, he's very obsessed with the passage of time, whether it be weeks or months. Yeah. You know, what, you know what's happening is, like, and we're all going to feel horrible... This guy's like terminal. He's got like six months. So yeah. he's very interested in it's already the middle of August. Just, yeah. I'm not, like, oh there's, boy. there's one more, but I, we're going to end on Cowboys blog because okay. there's no way we can top that. <laughs> Fair enough. By Fair the way, enough. to agree with Glenn, I do hate the, uh, can you believe it's already the middle of August? Like, we get those, the worst are Christmas cards though. Yeah. Our parents are like, can you believe Timmy's already in kindergarten? It's like, yeah, he's five. <laughs> How old's that's Timmy? Pre- that's pretty much when it happens. <laughs> yeah, now if he was 36, then we got a story. <laughs> if he was two. Yeah. Or if he well was done. Five and starting at UT. Like, then, okay, I can't believe it. You got me. Uh, wow. So, have you corresponded with Well, no, guy? that's what I wanted to ask you guys. Should I, should I just troll generic guy next time and just write back something like equally generic? You need to send him. I don't know if you want to encourage him. You need to, maybe, maybe tonight, when you're up working so hard at making this a good podcast, send him an email like, 
can you believe only one more day to the weekend, but send it at like 11.59, and then like two minutes later, be like, just kidding, <laughs> this is the last day of the weekend, like a few minutes later. <laughs> Tell you what, somebody that takes time as serious as that guy may not be amused with those kind of jokes. <laughs> no. Probably or not. Or find like the cow- DallasCowboys.com, like about us or news section, and send it to, send them the link. And be like, hey, look at this. Yeah. They do have a blog. Here's the Cowboys blog. Who would have thought? So can we turn this episode directly towards me for for a brief segment that's, or five? That's what that's what people want. That's why we didn't record last week is because we couldn't do that. So we discussed uh, we might record earlier in the week, maybe even something like last night as a possibility, but I advised that I had plans last night. You have plans every night. I attended... A showing at a local movie theater. I saw a documentary. Okay. Would you care to hazard a guess as to what the subject matter of the documentary was? It didn't have to do with Metallica, did it? Close. Um. Oh, Dimebag Daryl? <laughs> no. Kid may have been waiting in line for weeks. <laughs> Are you kidding me? They'd never make that movie. It was a documentary about the band Slipknot. <laughs> oh my gosh. Part documentary, part live concert. Did they make it themselves? Well, live concert. It was recorded, obviously. but Yeah, it was on like a handheld. So have you ever been to a movie theater and your ears were ringing when you left? Because I experienced that last night. No. No. They had the volume up to like 13. <laughs> Was this one of those like uh, big Series XD kind of theaters, or was this at the? Uh, it was at a Richardson Dollar. No, it was at a Studio Movie Grill. Oh, did you enjoy some nice uh, refreshments? I had a cocktail and some wings. I'll say this: comparing Studio Movie Grill to the Alamo Draft House. It's not a comparison. Alamo Draft House is eight hundred times better. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, I don't disagree. No, Studio Movie Grill is trash. I only went there because it was the closest place it was showing Because it was the house. only theater that was showing it? There were probably a handful or so in the Metroplex, and it was like they were only showing it one night because they're basically releasing... Did you get... Oh, sorry, go ahead. They were releasing a DVD of this like sometime later in the year, but they were showing it at theaters one night. So is this one of those things like that you always see when you're watching the previews that you wonder who goes to like one of those fathom event things or whatever it's called? I mean kind of similar but those those a lot of times are actually like live okay, concerts. Yeah. I mean this is all on the same lines but what's funny about that so there was probably so it sold out. Did of you get did not you get at this one? Good no. service because you were the only person there or That's a good question. <laughs> uh, I was going to get to that. So by the time it started there was probably like 15 people in there. So there's not a lot. Kind of a sausage party? Uh, I think there was one chick in there, and that's it. That must have been tricky for all you guys to figure (laughs) that out. Poor her. Well, it's a good thing we're talking about it. You know, our listenership could double their audience. Yeah. yeah. uh, That's actually a fun fact that more people listen to this podcast than went to that showing. Barely. I mean, it's close. Yeah, that's... I won't deny that. There was (laughs) only about... Slipknot. What can I say? There was only about 15 people there, but... um, it was quite enjoyable, but yeah, in the previews and everything, so you got like 15 people in there, and then you talk about like those Fathom events, sure, whatever right. it's called. I, I, I may be way off. That, no, that's what okay. it's called. 
So the one right, like this is right before they go to the studio movie grill bit, and then the lights go down and they start the actual, you know, feature presentation. It's like this Christian country like live compilation show with like the Oak Ridge Boys and I'm trying to think of who all was in it. I Stephen think, Curtis. I think like Eddie Rabbit if he's still alive. I don't know that. And. Uh, I don't know if like the gate when that the Gaither family is yeah. out the ones. I yeah. can't remember if they were in it, but it was all these, and it was so, so like something straight out of like nineteen seventy eight. Pretty much not hitting the Slipknot. No, time. and every like every we're, I mean, there's only fifteen people in there, so I can't gauge all the reactions. But I kind of looked around. There was a few people that were just shaking their head and just like, the hell is this? Was it hard to get the reaction because they're all wearing masks? No, there was nobody in there with a mask, which I was surprised because. If when we go to one of their shows together, Dave with his Slipknot knowledge, when we go to one of their shows together as a show experiment, there are always people there. I'm gonna wear like a luchador mask. (laughs) They anything goes. So it was a lot like going to one of the concerts, except for I wasn't covered, drenched in sweat, and the poverty line when I when I left. Wow. So was it good? Yeah, it's cool. I'm kind of a sucker for those things. Like, I don't know if you're ever like a late on a Friday or Saturday night. There's nothing on TV. You're flipping through like VH1 Classic or some of those other, you know, music themed channels, and they'll have like some festival show or like ACDC live from oh, yeah, Australia I know I like that kind of stuff. in 1997. I'm trying to think what the name of that channel is. Like, uh, there's one that's there. Yeah, but that's all they do is they just show festivals. Basically. And I will watch. But yeah, I'll occasionally end up there. I'll end up watching some British festival from 2013 that has almost no one I've either heard of or are really into, but just live music itself. Yeah, like I'm just kind of a sucker for it. No, I, I enjoy that. So then you get a band that. I enjoy in that in a theater, which I've never been to anything like that in an actual theater. So you've got a lot more sound element. Sure. And I was like, well, I'll just check it out. I'm not, so I'm not going to go buy. by yourself. Yeah. You don't ever go to the movies by yourself. No. Oh, Dave. No, I do. When I want to go see something and I can't convince someone else to go see it with me. I don't think there's probably anybody, you know, you could have convinced to go to this with you. Um, Maybe one other person, but they live up in Prosper, and they they weren't gonna drive down yeah. for that. But I mean, it was like it's like ten minutes from my house. I'm not. Hey, I'm not. No judgment here. I just uh, just find it a little odd. If the actual band had been playing, would more than fifteen people have been there? Yes, I'm gonna take the over. Okay, I'll take the over on fifteen. So it was fun. That was fun. You do anything else interesting today? <sighs> just a little. Civic duty, little jurisprudence. Interesting work. Oh. There was a lot of lot on the docket, a lot of briefs involved. It's very complicated. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever taken a law class before. But. <laughs> I did. So were you were you up at the big courthouse in McKinney, or were you at the the Muni? I was at the municipal court okay. in downtown Dallas. Ah, okay. So yeah, that's right. You're uh, you're a Dallas yeah, county. I'm a guy. Dallas county guy. So you're yeah. If you, the big court. Sorry, been things will pick up for you. Yeah, but it was the municipal court. So I've had jury duty in Dallas at like the, I think it's the Frank Crowley building. Yeah, and that's where you walk in, and there's like, I don't want to say hundreds, but a lot of people <laughs> summoned for that day. Um, 
Why, why do you keep mouthing a word? I don't understand. <laughs> What's that word you keep mouthing? It's not... I'm, it's not easy to mouth unfortunate, but that's probably why you couldn't, you couldn't tell. So anyway, this is municipal court. So I report for jury duty, and I'm there on time, which I'm never here on time, but I was there on time. Was the, was the girl you helped at the gas station there? <laughs> no, no, she was not. So I've never had jury duty at the municipal court. Have you ever sat on a jury? No, I have not. I would do pretty much anything I needed to to not do so. That's why I was worried when I walked in, and there's only like 20 or 25 people in there for the orientation. Like, are you serious? I already saw the slip back. <laughs> what are they doing? Were you wearing the Were you wearing the rope hat, the Trump rope hat? That's a good way to get dismissed. No, I I debated wearing my space is super gay shirt. Oh man, that would have been a sure thing. And the the wife kind of talked me out of it. You can technically be held in contempt. That's that was the I reason. I don't know that they're going to do it over a shirt, but they could. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do it there. So basically, you show up. They show you the generic orientation video, which I'm doing the really cool thing of sitting in the back row and I'm listening to Drag and Brag the whole time. Nice. Not paying so attention. They didn't catch you on that. They didn't catch you on that front either. No, I was surprised actually. I'm very surprised. And then. Then when that was over and the lady was following that up with instructions, I actually, you know, unplugged for a couple minutes for her to talk. And then a uh, member of the police department comes in. He has some sort of title of marshal, court marshal. That's not really what applies here, but um, so he comes in and gives us some instructions a little bit, and he's basically like, "Hey, we're just waiting on the judge." And in the meantime. Instead of you guys just sitting here in silence, I'll, I'll answer what questions you have. And everybody kind of looks at him real confused. And he's like, you know, I don't want any questions about religion, politics, or sports. Which I was already then thinking. Out. Well, what other said, questions are there? Well, when he said, uh, I'll take your questions. It could be about anything. I was immediately going to be like, so... What do you think is a better value this week? Like <laughs> Theoretic or Tyler Lockett? And answer carefully because I'm I have money on this. But then he said no sports. So, so, so all, all that's left all is your Zeke questions all that's left is can you believe it's already Thursday? <laughs> Only one more day. <laughs> the bad thing know, about three day work weeks. <laughs> yeah. But it's a double edged sword because you know by tomorrow, Monday's only three days away. <laughs> So some questions were asked about. Um, now, did you ask questions in Japanese? <laughs> no. Some questions were asked from the audience about the weirdest question that was ever asked of the guy, or how long the building's been there, and they're doing construction in the area, and when's that going to be done? Like well, this did guy. Any knows. other questions start with how long, or just that one? <laughs> <laughs> just, just that one. Okay. Did you ask him what's going to be like working for a woman? <laughs> no, I did not. I did not. So then I asked a question. Oh, no. I can't what, even imagine. What I would like to do now is play that audio for you if you would like to hear it. Now, bear with me. This may take a few seconds to pot up. Did you here, ask him what his favorite podcast was? <laughs> no, I should have. Are you, are you ready? I'm ready. This is very quick. I'm ready. Let me just play this. All right. Crank it up for you. 
take a few seconds here. I might have to cut five seconds out of the podcast, but no, this is great. You're doing really good. You were prepared. You got rolling early. We can ask about anything. We can ask about anything. Any question? If the sun is hot, why is space cold? <laughs> I thought municipal court was the place to get my answers. <laughs> I thought this was the place to get my answers. <laughs> nice. Wow. What did he say? <laughs> when when I, I told him I thought this was the place to get my answers, he just said, well, you thought wrong, and just he immediately looked the other direction. So this guy was a police officer? Yeah. What are you doing? They, they they don't what are you doing? What, what's going to happen when you're in municipal court? You think you're going to get any preferential treatment? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pay the fine. I'm going to start wow. peeling off those bills and be like, I'm out of here. It's a pretty... Pretty solid play. I enjoyed that. He well, was that. very specific. You can ask anything. And well, I you even, even clarified. I even you clarified. Said, can I ask about anything? So don't come back at me with some made-up charge. It's fair enough. Tell me you're going to blow my head off or something like that. So did you get placed on a jury? No. Uh, shortly after this fiasco, he <laughs> left. Arrested, placed you under arrest. <laughs> he said we had a 30-minute break, which turned into an hour and a half. And then he walks back in to the room and says, Well, ladies and gentlemen, I will be very brief and to the point. You are free to go. You may go home now. <laughs> what? Did, Did you any- stop and collect your money? I Actually, I didn't. I guess I should have. Oh, I mean, it's like a dollar or something. I, I, I went to work. I... They pay me there, so. What, uh, did anyone try to venture into the three off-limit subjects? No. No? Nobody even, nobody went there at all. I only got. Did you you should ask, you should raise your hand, like, is, uh, Kaepernick kneeling during the national anthem more offensive to Trump or more pleasing to Jesus? (laughs) 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 Just hit all three in one. Just see what happens. And then just be like, oh, I didn't know those were... I didn't, I didn't know what religion meant or sports or politics. So you know I have served on a jury in a trial. All right. Yeah. I served on a trial that lasted the entire week. Well. And, and you acquitted OJ. <laughs> Let me tell you. We oh, were gonna, we were willing to do anything to make sure that sucker ended on Friday. We we didn't hand in our um, verdict until after 10 p.m. that Friday night because we did not want to come back on Monday. So let me ask you this: So you get like the dollar a day or whatever? Yeah. And how does it work at your job? Is that unpaid? No, I mean, well, my job is paid, but that factors in in a real big way into why I never would ask for a jury trial because the jury I was on was comprised of about three or four people who were not getting paid. Oh, so they wanted over. And one guy literally said, I don't care what you guys decide. I'll go with whatever. I just need to get out of here because I'm not making any money. Yeah. Wow. Now, the your employer, and it's pretty much no matter who your employer is, even if you're... They can't, like, fire they can't. you. Or, yeah. No. And it says that, you know, like, if if a if an employer fired you for missing a week of work because of jury duty, they would be in pretty serious trouble because the, 
the court system's not going to put up with that, but they don't have to pay you. Yeah. Now, you know, luckily for me, I'm fortunate enough that, you know, we just have a timesheet. We put jury duty on there and the... Uh, Charge it to some poor client. Yeah, the check just keeps coming, you know. So, not to get too far off into this, and I haven't thought of, I haven't read deep enough to see what all the uh, fallout cons to this may be, but just at surface level, I think I'm a proponent of paid jurors. Like, that's a profession. You're a juror. Like people that get paid to grieve at funerals? Not like that. Um, It'd be almost like if you were a Supreme Court justice or something, right? You just, that's your job is... My thing is when you look at like trials, like especially like when you get into like business, you know, like corporate trials and stuff, like they basically are trying to, and not just that, like lots of different trials, they're trying to boil down very complex things to people that have no history or no, have no background or have no interest in no being interest there. and aren't yeah. paying attention probably yeah. for the most part either. Well, that's like a real thing. Like lawyers will tell you, like if there's something that hurts their case, they try to bury it in like a three hour spiel of like really boring facts to get jurors not to pay attention yeah. to it. To see the guy <laughs> putting in his earbuds and <laughs> scrolling for the blowout podcast network. But, I mean, it's really a kind of weird system. Like, you get people from all these different backgrounds, different education levels, different everything, and then try to explain something to a level where everyone can understand it, but it's a really complex, a lot of intricacies. Intri- boy, I can't say that word. The pneumonia got his ability yeah. to say intricacies. There we go. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's. No, I was pretty. I was pretty alarmed uh, when I did it because because it was pretty much the dumbest people I've ever been around, and they didn't pay attention and they didn't care. And that's the other thing is you know you watch these movies where they show the jury room and everybody's making these impassioned. You know, the people that were on the jury with me really just did not care. Yeah. And, and we're talking about legitimately sending somebody to jail for a significant amount of time. That's crazy. And they didn't care at all. They just were like, how much longer is this going to last? There's a couple people that did. But for the most part, it made me realize that I, I want the judge deciding what goes on with me. Unless I did it, and then I'll go for the jury. <laughs> well, we do that even just through my work and litigating cases and stuff. Is we. If we can avoid it at all costs, never get it in front of a jury, whether we're whatever side that we're on. Right, because it's a um, toss-up at that point. It doesn't matter. The facts yeah. don't matter. It's all emotion. Yeah, because we generally the thought is judges are smart and juries are stupid. Yeah. The last time I got pulled for jury duty was up at the well. The second to last time, the last time I was at Muni, and I didn't have to. They didn't ask. I wasn't allowed to ask any questions. Though. Well, I would have been indifferent today because they were talking about. You know, the kind of cases that if you end up on a jury is, you know, like a somebody ran a red light. Yeah. You know, traffic citations, small, you know, s- civil type cases, nothing in value ab- above like $2,000. I'm just thinking if somebody's in there, Haggle it a over. jury trial on a $75 yeah. I ran a red light They're ticket. They're guilty just for annoying you. Yes. I'm with you. But what was funny... Unless they have a really good bit, and then I'm going to be like, you know what? Or they're super hot. Obviously. 
that would have been great to get in there and like we just you would just file in and then you see the defendant and you're just like not guilty <laughs> you just stand up they're like sir you we haven't even selected the jury yet <laughs> When I was up in McKinney, they uh, and put your shirt back on. <laughs> they had a guy, a guy, big old, big old country boy looking guy sitting there next to his lawyer, and he was suing a uh, somebody else for an injury he sustained on the job. But it was a big dollar lawsuit. This was in the uh, real. That's court. legit. And uh, when they were doing the jury selection. They you know they they line everybody up and they just pick different people and they just ask them questions. You know, they say, jury number you know forty five. Have you ever, you know, have you ever sued anybody or have you ever have you ever been hurt on the job? Well, they asked this one guy. They said, you know, have you ever been hurt on the job? And he's like, wait a minute, you tell me that guy right there is hurt back and can't work anymore. He looks fine. He's sitting right there. And I was like, well, this guy is either. <laughs> The biggest moron in the world, or he's a genius, <laughs> and he knows like exactly how not to get picked. Oh, that's funny. Because he walked out of there, and stripped off those clothes, <laughs> that suit on underneath, and he was going to his mergers and acquisitions <laughs> meeting. <laughs> yeah, he took his overalls, took the overall straps down, had a suit on underneath. <clears throat> so jury duty, it was an amazing experience. I, I hope to get selected again. It's been like five years since the last time we got selected, and hopefully it'll be five more. I appreciate that you're doing bits with such consequences standing right in front of you. Man, it was... I hesitated, but he was so clear you could ask anything. This guy has no respect for the law. Uh, I don't know if I would have done it in Frank Crowley court. Muni court... (laughs) It was a little more laid back. And then as you're back. sitting down, you just yell, I back the blue. Then, then when I asked the question, though, the general response of the room was kind of like, what's this guy talking about? Except for this one guy. I'm guessing you probably haven't said a word up to that point. No. You've just been looking at your phone the whole time. Yeah. Like, you're the most dis- disinterested looking yeah. person there. Except for this one, like, 50-year-old white guy who, who you know, you can sense someone looking right at you. Yeah. Like, after I've asked it, I look over, he's looking right at me, just laughing and pointing at me. <laughs> So either he enjoyed it or I'm on a list of people yeah. to kill now. Yeah, either that or we need to look out later. Oh, that's great. So that was, yeah, that was fun times. So I think the real reason we're gathered here today is to commemorate the kicking off of football season. That's fair, right? Maybe make some people some money. Yeah. I also like that, uh, according to Twitter this morning, we actually had some listeners that were interested in talking about daily fantasy sports, but they just had to sit through 40 minutes to get to it so jokes on all of you <laughs> well i believe the request too was to start with the basics but i mean well i think how basic I, are I, we are we talking like football is a game played on a field in no, a game not, basic? That, not that basic okay. i think dave's gonna take the lead on this yes. he's, he's done the research online okay. i have or the research so Sometimes a team can triumph by kicking an oblong pigskin through a giant Sometimes H. when a mother and father love each other very much. Um, no, so I, uh, I wrote down some stuff here, just kind of basic uh, how to build a lineup for, we're talking just NFL. So we're assuming right that they've already funded their account. Yes. yes. First download the app. First don't, download the app. Don't use your PC. And play on DraftKings. There's really nowhere else in Texas you can play that's reputable. So just don't Actually, play anywhere else. I should also send out a link so I can get like referral bonuses. Why not? not a bad idea. I'm going to do that. But yeah, go to DraftKings.com, open an account. There open an account. It's real easy. You can fund it with any major credit card, with PayPal, money. 
Yeah, American it's not, money. It's not anything sketchy like online poker used to be. Um, and let me also say, for the purpose of this, I'm thinking in terms of big tournaments. The uh, GPP, as they're known in DraftKings, which is guaranteed prize pool. So we're not talking about like the heads-up leagues, the five, right. the ten-person leagues, because that's you construct those lineups a little bit differently. Those are commonly referred to as cash games. Exactly. Thank you, Glenn. Games where you have minimal opponents... Or but oddly, it's the same six opponents in every one. Oh. I'm looking at you, Chipotle attic. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's you a different, different conversation. But Papa those Gates. are either uh, far fewer entries in the competition, or you're just or the contest, or you're just looking to finish in the top half, exactly. as opposed to a tournament where you got to finish top twenty percent, twenty five percent to even cash. Yeah. Yeah. But we would agree that we're all doing this for the thrill. So would you rather play a five dollar tournament where if you win you win twenty two fifty or would you rather win one hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> exactly. So that's what the three of us normally like to do or play the uh, the big big tournaments. Um, and what comes with that is you're actually you kinda need to have a mix of high ownership, obvious picks along with those kind of low-ownership sleeper picks. If you're playing a five-person league, you can kind of have your mainstream obvious picks, but in a big tournament, when you're trying to finish ahead of 30,000 other people, you need to have some variance in there. You can't right. be playing the same lineup that no. like 10,000 other people For instance, maybe you'd started Clayton Kershaw tonight and realized he's given up three runs in the first inning. And you give up a three-run homer. Yeah. Ooh. Tough, that would tough be an run. obvious yeah. pick. So yeah. you got to hedge sometimes and pick against the obvious pick. Yes. So little little term for you. You guys heard the term chalk player. Certainly have. Okay. Thank you for bringing it up. You so can expand on it. A chalk player is one of those very high ownership, like a Tom Brady, as we're watching this game, would be a chalk player. It's someone that everyone likes that should generate a lot of points, but is going to be very highly owned. Right. And the bad thing about being very highly owned is no matter what he does, 60% of the league is going to get the exact same thing you did. It's really annoying. You watch him throw a touchdown, and then you look to see if you moved up the ladder at all, and everybody Everybody incrementally moves with you. So, chalk, you guys want a little betting history. That term comes from, it basically means betting the favorite. And it's actually a horse racing term that comes from back in the old days when they had chalk boards. The favorite, all the money was going on to the favorite, so they'd constantly be erasing the odds and lowering them because all the money was going on right. the favorite horse, and the name would get blotted out by all the chalk dust. So you're betting the chalk horse. Man, I wow. feel smarter having this. listened to this podcast. I don't go. know if this really helps me put together a great lineup. <laughs> We're but, getting to that. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, in football, we talked about this in baseball. In football, there's also a stack strategy. And basically that what that is is you want to stack a quarterback with either a wide receiver or a tight end because their points correlate. And when we talk 
stacking lineups in baseball, a lot of times we're talking about up to four yes. from a team. But in football... I don't think you want to go more than you want to do a quarterback and then one other person from that, yeah. like a receiver or a tight end. It's probably two max Right, because the, the big scoring play can only involve at a maximum two people, where in baseball, a beginning could involve... The whole roster. And stacking in baseball, if a team's hitting, the whole team's getting more at-bats. Yeah. You're getting more RBIs, right. more guys runs. Guys are on base. Guys yeah. are knocking them in. Football, the touchdown is a quarterback-to-receiver transaction. And I think... Quarterback-to-running-back transaction. Yeah, typically if you've got multiple players from one team in a lineup, you usually want the quarterback to be one of them. Yes. You Now, to be a little contrarian... You could pair the quarterback with the running back. You could. But you need a running back that catches eight, ten passes a game. Yeah. But that's part of the offense. Yes. Because it doesn't if do any good. If the quarterback's handing it off, it yeah. ain't helping the quarterback. If Dak hands off to Zeke 34 times, you're not getting anything You know, out of both of them on the same play from a handoff. You yes. need... You need that little flare pattern out to David Johnson or Le'Veon Bell or whatever. Exactly. So, okay, go ahead. No, that's 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 very good. I was actually that's good information. Um, secondly, the thing to remember about when you stack that's very high upside and very high downside. You know, you stack a quarterback and receiver, and the team doesn't score points or they're all running. So that's that's a part of your lineup that's either going to really help your lineup or yeah. really hurt it. Right. And if we're playing tournaments, there is there is no point in finishing in the middle. No. You want to finish in the money or finish Dead last. last. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so and there's a lot of research. I don't know if you're getting this, but there's a lot of research and data out there to figure out what teams should score points. Yes. And you want to use that data to help you decide what team to stack from. For instance. If the Jets are playing Seattle, you probably don't want to stack Jets. You probably don't want to play many Jets at all, no matter what. <laughs> In fact, year. if you look at your roster and you have more than uh, 0.5 New York Jets on there, you probably need to make an adjustment to your roster. <laughs> yeah. You might want to hit the old reset. Go ahead and tap that. Um, so, like we've mentioned a few times, you want to always do a few contrarian things to kind of change your lineup from the masses. Um a few ways to do this is maybe if there's a no-brainer quarterback that you want to play, even though he's kind of an obvious pick, you know, stack him with the second wide receiver or stack him with a, a tight end if it's a team that targets a tight end often to kind of change it up. Also, there's nothing wrong with going with the obvious stack. If you want to do the Roethlisberger Antonio Brown stack because you're really sure they're going to go off for a bunch of points funny that he mentions that now <laughs> go ahead um when we get to the glenn portion of the yes. show <laughs> that's great but then you have to uh you have to go a little contrarian on uh, other things um the last thing i'll say on that is if you're gonna try to find a sleeper pick in a stack definitely do it on the wide receiver because those points vary a lot more like a quarterback might outperform his projections by maybe eight or ten points but receivers can vary from eight points to 40 points so the receivers the way to yeah way to and go receivers gonna... are also a, a money pit if you spend a lot of money on one and they get targeted twice in a exactly. game it can kill your ability to build out everything else um yeah the other just kind of 
quick things you can do if you go with a real obvious QB receiver stack to make it more contrarian. Um, throw a tight end in the flex. Very few people run two tight ends, so that'll if differentiate. you get a good matchup. Also, you know, if there's a team that's projected to, you know, score a lot of points, probably don't do, like, the real obvious. Like, I wouldn't do this against, like, the Patriots or someone, but, you know, kind of that mid, mid-tier, mid pick a D against that's going against a team that's actually projected to score some points just in case they have a bad night or you get a few pick sixes or something in there. Yeah, I, I think this is a good time to point out and I, I mean, you kind of have said this, but if you're playing one of those big contests and everything happens exactly as it should, you're just going to end up in a big million-way tie with everybody else. You, you can't win a contest with 30,000 people when everything happens exactly as you think. So you have to you have to be searching for the unexpected, you know, defensive stand or somebody make a play. And this is especially true in baseball. Exactly. You know, on nights when the Colorado Rockies are playing at Coors Field and the final score is 15 to 14. Everyone has And it. you think you did really well. Well, that, all that does is just move the average score up because everybody else did the same thing. The, the, the nights you win is when the, uh, you know, Cincinnati Reds and, and San Diego Padres go off for, you know, 10 or 15 runs, and then and then you really are differentiating yourself. It's, it's exactly like back when uh, – Loss was popular on TV, and people would play the lost lottery numbers. It's like, so you're doing something with the same chance to win, but you just want to yeah. split it with right. hundreds of other people? Yeah, you haven't improved your odds, but you have drastically improved your odds of splitting it with everybody. And quick note before I get to my last thing here is you got to go contrarian, but <coughs> don't go so far that way that you're really just putting in terrible lineups. Yeah. Like, pick your spots to go contrarian. Yeah, Yeah, don't get crazy yeah. don't don't start scrolling you know on the cheapest guys and pick like a fifth wide receiver from somebody just because he's cheap because there are guys listed in the player pool that may not even see the field yeah. or, or might be in there for you know for five snaps yeah and, and it's it, not like you have to your winning lineup doesn't have to have six players different than the guy in second place you just need no one. you just need a couple and when you're looking you mentioned wide receivers and one thing that I try to look for, especially when you're looking for somebody that's that's cheap for your lineup, is a guy who is, say he's a third wide receiver, but he's consistently, I mean, he's he's in there, and perhaps he's also the punt returner. Yeah. And an effective one. Um, also look at red zone, red zone targets. True, but a name like Tyler Lockett in Seattle, it's a guy I played a lot last year when, he, when he's healthy. He's one of those guys, It's I think he's a, made out of porcelain but <laughs> when he's healthy he gets a few catches at least he gets a few other looks he's got big play potential but he's also going to return especially on seattle with that defense he's going to return a handful of punts every single game and he busts one of them you don't get the yardage from that but you get the six points yeah yeah you you don't ever want to get in a situation where you're just scrolling and picking somebody you want to have a purpose behind everything yeah. you do and here's and, oh, and, oh, i'm sorry and looking at environmental factors too you know looking for areas where it's you know really windy or really you know really cold you know things that can Im- impact how they how they game plan the offense and then also looking at the defense they're playing because many times there's a defense that's really good against the pass or the run 
you know, that where on paper you might say, yeah, that's a good defense. But when you look into it a little, little bit further and you go, well, gosh, you know, they're, they're a good defense, but they, but they have a harder time, you know, stopping the run or stopping the pass. And then that gives you an opportunity to maybe sneak, sneak a contrarian play in there against a good team and still pick up some, uh, some points. All right. So my last, last tip and quickly that jogged my memory of two things. First, do some research online. Uh, look at Daily Fantasy Nerd is what one of the sites we use. Also, if someone like if it's a lineup builder, that's a little bit different. But if you go to like someone where it's just like a text article and they post their lineup in there, definitely never play that because a lot of people are playing that. Oh yeah, never do that. Right. Yes. So the last tip is, you know, we talked about stacking a QB and then either wide receiver or a tight end from the same game. Also, pick a wide receiver that's opposing them. And the way this works, if you look at it, there's actually a few different correlation matrices that you can look at online, which is really interesting, looking at positions. And having opposing wide receivers is a great pick for winning a big tournament because... Like in the oh. game we're watching now, right? You get let's say you you stacked Brady and Gronk, right? So in this theory, hopefully they go down, they score a couple quick touchdowns. Now KC they have to throw it right. more because they're behind. So then you're getting more targets to Hill or whoever you picked yeah. on KC, and it kind of gives you that because you you have to have everything go perfect to win this big tournament. And that's a way everything can go perfect. You get teams starting to air it out because they're yeah. desperate, and that's how uh, that's how you can run up a ton of points. And it's difficult to predict game flow. Yeah. But Tommy brought up the environmental factors. If you know this is not an issue now, but once November, December gets here, if you know it's going to be 27 degrees and the wind's blowing, gusting at 30 and 40 miles an hour, that ball's probably not flying a whole no, lot yeah. up in the air. You probably don't, don't have much game flow to that. Yeah, Might and be you, a good defensive game to pick a D out of. Right. Yeah, and you want to be careful on real lopsided games that just look like one team's going to blow the other one out because they stop throwing the ball, they try to move the yeah. clock, they, yeah. you know, in some extreme examples may pull starters or, or protect starters, you know. There, there's things that can happen over the course of the game, and this is especially true in baseball. It's just real frustrating. We were talking about that before we started is – you know, people starting to pull guys for pinch hitters and blowouts and stuff. You know, stuff that's that's slightly out of your control. But if you look at the look at the bigger picture, you can see it coming. Yeah. In some cases, um, I guess other advice is wisely manage your bankroll. Whatever you're you've got in there to play with, whatever you're planning to play per week. Like if you're going into this, you start playing. Don't do what I did today. Well, yeah. <laughs> But like it's week one of the NFL. Don't be like, ah, I'm just putting it. I'm playing everything. It's the worst first week. I'm so excited. Um, just manage it. Pace yourself. Don't get discouraged if you're in. Let's just say twenty bucks on a Sunday, and you just absolutely you do the research. You listen to us first and foremost. Maybe you find another like daily fantasy short podcast that gives some thoughts. You read an article or two. You put all this together. You're looking at over-unders. You're looking at where it's played. You're looking at this side or the other, and it just doesn't work out. Happens. Just do the same. You all, if, you're, if you're playing these big tournaments, you only need it to work out real well one time. That's right. And it makes it more than worth your while. And yeah. also, like, let's say you're gonna, you decided you're going to put 20 bucks in play this Sunday. I would highly suggest putting in a few 
permutations in a you know four dollar lineup. Do five four dollar or five lineups in a four dollar contest rather than doing one in a twenty dollar contest. Yeah, definitely. Not that the twenty dollar contest is substantially harder because they're not. It takes about the same number of points to cash in both, but you'll learn a lot more and you're kind of diversifying by doing multiple lineups in a cheaper contest. Yeah. And look at the fine print on the contest and make sure they've done better this year about not making so about many the ridiculous payouts. ones. Well no, just about the number of entries. Don't get Unless it's some gimmick where the payout's huge, don't get in a contest that allows 200 entries no. or 150. Because what's going to happen is the people that are really, really good are going to have 200 entries. So now you're playing one or two entries yeah. against the best people in the world that have spent way more time out than you are playing 200. You're you basically have no shot. Yeah, unless there's a lot out. of like you know three max and ten max and twenty yeah, max those entries. Are, those are much better. Yeah. So overall. like this week, the first week, there's there's one. I think it's three or four dollars to get in, and whoever wins it, Jeez. either wins a hundred grand or two hundred grand. I can't I can't remember what it is, but it's a twenty max, which is great. Yeah. The ones where you see it's max one fifty, those are the ones where you kind of hesitate because algorithm guy has got it. Yeah. Has got it all. Has got been, it all covered. In baseball, I've been maxing that four seamer every day. <laughs> Oh yeah, well, yeah, eighty but, bucks every single day. Yeah, but it's a twenty max. That's so great. if you've done your work, I mean, you can kind of you can cover the bases. So yeah. as it were. Uh, and then the other, I I put together a lineup that I'm going to go through just yes. here real quickly. But the other thing, last thing I was going to say is, let's say you're getting started in this, you don't have a whole lot of confidence, and you want to be more like safe with what what you're you're looking for something with. I only have to beat half the field to to cash some money. Say you're in like a $3 or $5 50-50. That's fine. You want to do that? I'm not going to besmirch anybody. But you have that $5 50-50, at least put that line up in like a $1 tournament. Because yeah, if it goes off. Because the last thing you want yes. is to know that I put this in here and my 5 turned into 10. But if I had to put it in a dollar big tournament, it would have been worth like $200. Because yeah, I've been a, there don't a couple times. Put a lineup times. in a small contest that you don't have in at least some semblance of a big contest. It'll right. Be, I've, it's happened to me once, and yeah, that talk about lose sleep. You know, it's funny. You fire off a two hundred point baseball night and yeah. uh, realize that you only had it in a fifty fifty. I've yeah. already had it happen this year in baseball, but it, it wasn't because it was because I barely missed the contest. The big tournament f- filled up oh. on a weekend, and I won. I think it was like 250 in a tournament, and the big tournament paid like 1500. Wow! And I just didn't get in it in time. A little different. I was trying to, but it was full. But the same token. You know what's funny is I do the same thing in in Vegas. Like if I'm playing a slot machine, and you have to be playing max credits to win the jackpot. Right. And I get down, and you know it's like three dollars a pull, and my last spin I have like two dollars in there. I won't even spin it. I won't do the two dollar spin. Because I know you don't that'll want that be the regret. time. That'll be the yeah. time it lines up. You don't want that regret. But it is, I mean, it is a true fact that two of the three people sitting at this table have hit one huge this year. The Uno Comas. Would you guys like some breaking news? Yes. Which this won't be breaking as much for our listeners by the time uh, this is released. Uh, Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. Just won the 2017 Marconi Award for Best Sports Station in America. Well, well, well. well. A three-time winner 
of said award. What so they get Machine day. out of there and immediately win an award. How does that work? I knew that's where he was going to go with that. <laughs> I figured you'd have a Sean Bass remark. Well, they still harbor that guy. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's go through a lineup real quick. Let's do it. All right. So I put this together during my jury duty time today when you weren't asking compelling R- questions. Right. And um, so I put this together. I will probably play this since I took the time to, to yeah, put one together. For any of our listeners that are looking to wet their whistle. To dip their toe in the water, play this lineup. Yeah, go ahead. And then send your complaints to at Glenn 3 underscore yeah. 11. You know where to find me. So uh, Dave mentioned, hey, let's just say you wanted to throw in Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown into a lineup. So that's where I started. Nice. And we're talking about... That's some chalk right there. Put some chalk. Well, let's, let's get to that. Putting this in a big tournament. Um... Roethlisberger is about the most hot and cold quarterback you can deal with. True. So he's either going to go for 350 yards and three or four touchdowns, or he's going to give you about a 160 and nothing. So it's top or bottom with him. Now Antonio bottom. Brown, yeah, Antonio Brown could catch 10 balls from 100 yards for 100 yards from one of us probably. <laughs> so I'm pairing those two together. Now the other thing I thought about here. Roethlisberger, a little chalk. He's also the most expensive quarterback this week, though. Is he? And people tend to not pay up for quarterback at a high percentage. Right, which isn't a bad, which isn't a bad strategy because the the chart's pretty flat there. So we locked in Roethlisberger and Brown to start off with. So then I jumped to what else do I just want to absolutely lock in? Well, Zeke. No. I'm looking down Harvey Way. Oh, no. And the Texans are hosting Blake Bortles and the Jaguars to open up the season. Blake Bortles has probably fumbled three times during the course of the recording of this podcast. I think J.J. Watt's going to... Houston is opening at home. Week one, a city in despair. Doing it for Harvey. Does anybody remember the first Saints game in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina? That place was about to explode, and that team played out of their minds. The Texans are about to absolutely roll the Jaguars this week, and we'll get at least one defensive touchdown. I like I like this strategy. I so like we're this locking this in. Okay. All right. So now so we got a quarterback, a receiver, and a defense. So let's go to running back. So the rest of what I focused on was uh, we're looking at value, obviously, but I'm looking at the over-unders. That's a good place to look. Trying to pick from... Vegas from, is rarely wrong. That's right. From the highest over-unders and guys that are going to get a volume of work. So one of the games, I think the over-unders around like 49 or 50 is Atlanta at Chicago. Jordan Howard of the Bears. Pretty cheap running back. Atlanta... I think dis- I have him in every lineup. Despite their trip to the Super Bowl and their failed, yeah, failed second half. Um... They were not good against the run last year. They were 25th in the league against the run. Yeah, I have them in every lineup. So that's a good value. That's going to be pretty chalky as well, but I think he's going to produce, and you kind of need it just to keep up with everybody. And I've already paid up for Antonio Brown, so trust me, I experimented with it. If you get Brown in there, you're not putting David Johnson or Le'Veon Bell in there. No. Um, Other running back, a guy who's really cheap, 
in a high projected high scoring game, a guy I really like to use is Theo Riddick from the Lions. Indeed. Not going to get a ton of carries, but Stafford loves to dump the ball off to him. He might get 10 carries and 10 receptions in a game. You're going to get your value out of this guy. He'll get a touchdown for you, too. Uh, maybe we're in a high-scoring game and we start looking at opposing receivers. Larry Fitzgerald ah. against the Lions. This game's going to go back and forth. It's going to be played through the air, as they say, in the game. <laughs> in the game of football. On a field. Um, so then I will jump real quick to tight end. I think this is going to be huge chalk, but he's so cheap. I can't pass up on Zach Ertz. No, Zach Ertz is a good play. I've got him in every lineup. The, the, Redskins, the Redskins have at least, well, they have one great corner. Their corners are good. The thought is they're going to kind of be able to lock down the Eagle receivers, so Wentz is going to have to look for somebody. And the Redskins were terrible last year against the tight end. So you put all that into play, Zach Ertz. So we've got a couple of positions left here. We've got a wide receiver and a flex. Um, third wide receiver, I got to go with somebody really cheap. And this is kind of a homer call, but I defaulted to Cole Beasley. Oh, yes. The bees. The bees. He's done. He did some real good things at different times last year, and he is cheap. He's definitely one of those where, and like we were talking about, things have to go right. He can have a huge game yeah. for you. Now, I think that Dez is going to ball out this year. What does that mean? I don't know. I just hear things, and I say them to sound current with the kids out there. <laughs> but I think, uh, I believe Beasley led the team in receptions last year. And, just a quick aside, getting a high reception guy, pretty good because as QBs and receptions are and receivers are correlated, but... If it's a reception, like a non-touchdown, receivers get a lion's share of those points yeah. compared to a quarterback. Right. Like if it's a 10-yard pass, a receiver's getting two points and a quarterback's getting point four. Right. So high reception guys are good. <clears throat> okay, so now we get to the flex position. And this is kind of counterintuitive to what we talked about earlier, but I had uh, about $5,000 to spend in the salary for my flex. We ended up landing on Bilal Powell of the Jets. So you put a jet in. I did put a jet, but bear with me. The Jets quarterback situation, terrible. Indeed. Wide receiver situation, terrible. Indeed. Their offensive line, I think, is kind of average at best. They're going against a Bills defense that ranked 29th in the league last year in rushing. They've made no significant additions I know of to that defensive line. The Jets, like, they'll hand the ball off to Powell. They love to throw little flares to him. He's a big part of their terrible, terrible offense. I, they were probably going to get beat in this game 37-10. to 10. <laughs> But he, Powell's going to have 100 total yards and a decent chance at the one touchdown that they score. I like it. So I it's like breaking it. down. We got Roethlisberger at quarterback, Jordan Howard and Theo Riddick at running back. Antonio Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, and Cole Beasley at our three wide receivers. Zach Ertz at tight end. Bilal Powell at the flex. And the Houston Texans doing it for Harvey on defense. <laughs> and will you post this on our 
show Twitter account? I can I can do that, and then we'll, we'll all put it in the tournament, and everybody who <sighs> listens to the show will all split the money. I'll, I'll chop it 100K. Like we'll, it. we'll go hang out at tight ends. So I have one last tip for you. All right, good. Well, we're over time. Okay, so. One last quick tip. Cause I, just get the to tip. it. I really like playing the, uh, the Thursday to Monday slates the whole weekend, and here's a tip for you. Everyone in the Thursday game, their ownership is going to be about double what it should be because everyone's got blue balls. That is, I didn't mention, and the lineup I put together is just Sunday only. Yeah. Um, But Dave makes a great point. Is Especially, let's say you're looking at it and you're just looking at stacking players from just two to three games. And let's say you're just playing a couple lineups. But everything you're looking at is just Sunday. You can play the Sunday only stuff too. But put some of those in the tournaments for Thursday through Monday. Because if the Thursday game's a a stinker... And it almost always is because teams are playing on a short week. shot their wads on Thursday. Well, I'm, I'm in it right now and I'll say this. I did... I put one lineup with players from if the Thursday put, if game. If you put Hill in there, you got 27 points. I do have points. Hill in it, but all the other ones, I I didn't even put anyone from this game in it, all my other lineups. And right now, Brady is 22% owned. And that's out of, how many games are there this weekend? 16, yeah, 17? 16, everybody's playing. Well, Almost the Dolphins a quarter are of the so people <laughs> have him as their quarterback. Too soon. Yeah, they're not dead. They're just not playing. <laughs> Almost a quarter of the league have him as their quarterback, and he's getting... Five and a half points yeah. right now. So no, that's like a great. quarter of them are screwed already. People feel like when it's Thursday to Monday, they have to have something in Thursday and they have to have something on Monday or yeah. they're going to get left out. Yeah. And that's pe- not true. And people will love that whoever's playing on Sunday night because it's prime time. A lot of people will have to have somebody in that game. Yep. So don't, don't be deceived by all the glitz and glamour. Stick to the numbers. That's right. My final tip, look at where the Saints are playing. If the Saints are playing at home, Drew Brees is on your list of potential quarterbacks. They're playing on the road, cross his name (laughs) off, and never even consider it. I don't care if they're playing the Jets, (coughs) Trimble Tech High School. If they're on the road, his road splits are terrible. Do not use him as your quarterback. Very good advice. I think we've made a lot of people a lot of money. Yeah. Or we've alienated what listeners we had left by getting too serious. Either way, we're going to win. <laughs> and I don't have to go to jury duty anymore. <laughs> <laughs>